Hey guys, it's Mom Taraj, the podcast about being a mom that thinks that most mom stuff is super boring. So we created our own posse. I'm Ashley. And I'm Carrie. And we are ready to walk you down the red carpet of motherhood. Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Oh my God. <laughs> Coming in hot this week. Happy Wednesday, everybody. We have got a wonderful show for you. We are going to do a little hot goss roundup because it's been a hot sack. It's been a hot sack and there's so much hot goss happening. Some and we've been collecting things. the dirt and serving it up for you today. And as always, we have our hashtag swag bag. And up next, take it away, small child. The pitch and the shit. Can I go first? Please do. All right. So my tits are, I have started teaching to kids. This is the summer of teaching acting to children. My first job is for seventh graders at a school close to me. Good. Teaching Shakespeare to their English class. And then later on in the summer, I'm teaching like a summer theater acting camp. And I have to say, I have never been so excited to wake up. For those of you like me that that wake up with dread in your heart, it's hard to get out of bed because every day, regardless, you're just like, I have no reason to get out of bed. I think this is called depression, but I've had it I was going to say, I can life. really relate to that feeling. <laughs> I pretty much have had it my whole entire life where you wake up and you just feel like something bad's going to happen right away. And I haven't felt the feeling of like getting up and like being like, ooh, 7.15, let's do this in like maybe ever. Wow. I can like specifically think of three times in my life that that maybe has been the case. For me, when I worked at Martha, I felt like that. Like I would do little yeah. things like wear my Martha badge on the bus so people knew I worked at Martha Stewart. And I was, like, so proud of it. That is so cute. But I would wake up, like, really, just, like, really proud of myself. Like, this is what I do, and I am fucking Mm -hmm. cool. So, you know, I get it. It is truly a wonderful feeling when you wake up in the morning and you are just skipping out of bed. I mean, do some people live like this all the time? I don't know. I mean, I lived like that for, like, three years, four years, and I, you know. And then it all went downhill. (laughs) We want to know, guys, are there people in the world that wake up just, like, naturally happy and excited about life? Actually, more specifically, are there parents who wake up? (laughs) That's what I want to know. But this was even before I was a parent that I was like, ooh, existential dread. Let's do this thing. But don't you think that being a parent makes that existential dread even more so? You're like, oh, God, I got to wake up. Because it's not like you're waking up and doing something for you. You're waking up. You got to get your kid dressed. You got to make them breakfast. You got to get their school shit together. When you're a parent, you're probably not waking yourself up. Someone's probably waking you up. Oh, um, it's my fucking alarm. And of course I have one that sounds like apocalyptic, like a bomb alarm is fucking going off. I just changed that because I realized it was messing with me. Yeah, I I think I need to change it too. But on my Apple Watch, I started doing that sleep tracker. You pay like $4.99 and it gently wakes you up. And I really enjoy that. Oh, okay. The only thing is like, then it's hard for me to figure out when I charge my iWatch. Yeah. First world problems, guys. I know, but that gentle wake up has been been lovely. I need to go back to it. So anyway, I really like teaching kids. I really, really enjoyed it. I mean, I knew I liked teaching because I was a yoga teacher. And you like kids. Yeah, and I like kids. Mostly not mine lately, but everybody else's. So whatever. (laughs) Well, and they're older because they're in seventh grade. Yeah, they're moody and it's a challenge to get them even to focus on me. I like it. Yeah. It's a different kind of challenge. Anyway, I'm really enjoying it. And I teach later today, which is why we're recording early. And then my shits are I've been solo parenting. And listen, cry me a river. I know people are solo parents all the time. I know married people that have to solo parent all the time. I know people who are only one person and they have to solo parent
parent all the yeah. time. I get it. It was like an accidental solo parenting and that we didn't know that Lee was going to be away. So we had a lot booked this week. Right. New job, like all this other kind of stuff. So it was just not the best timing, which listen, death does not ask you no. when is good. What is that thing that three most stressful things in your life are moving, divorce, and death? Is that what they say? What if I did all of them this week? I mean, don't. Death don't not. do that. That's a very off-color joke, my friend. <laughs> I'm also not married, so I'd have to get married first yes. and then get divorced. Anyway, just the mad scramble to try to find childcare. I just saw a news article before I went to bed last night that said people in Nashville are waiting in line for 13 hours before daycare opens up to try to get their kid a spot. Oh my God, what? They were like camping Every day? Out, like, or just to register your kid like just for the Just to year. register your kid for the year. That's how sh- there's such a shortage of childcare. But yet there's a shortage of... Of babies, according to people trying to overturn Roe versus Wade, like that doesn't make sense. I don't get it. Local homegrown babies. Okay, all right, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> and I saw that, and I was like, it's like concert tickets, but just so that you can go to work. Anyway, hmm. so the shits are guys trying to figure out childcare, especially in a pinch. Yeah, like both sets of our parents are three hours away in opposite directions, right. Right. and thankfully Matt's parents are retired, so it makes it a hair easier. It's not like they have jobs that would be like, oh, I can't, I have work. Where with my parents, they both have stressful jobs and things that take a lot of their time, so that eliminates their availability. I mean, yesterday I had a babysitter come so that I could go to work. Then I rushed home, picked her up, dropped Luna off at Ashley's. Yeah, that's right, guys, I babysat. That's right, she deserves an award for sure. My own kid was at school and I babysat and I survived. It was actually a lovely experience. Which I'm so thankful for. Then she became a monster later in the day, but I was so happy she wasn't a monster to Me you. Me too. Then I like went and recorded a voiceover, came back, picked up my child, and then did a ton of things. Anyway, cry me a river. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how single moms do it and juggle it all. And I'm like very much in awe of, of women who do that. I also don't want to just say single mothers. I want to say anyone who has to parent. Fine. Solo parenting. Yeah. Because I know a lot of people who are, are married or partnered and their partner travels for their job a ton or whatever. See, and they're yes. also solo parenting. But that's a whole other argument. Remember on our uh, other podcast when we talked about that article? Yeah. No, I know it's a different thing. Yeah. So I don't know. You know, having two incomes really, that alone or the one income of the other person if you stay home, that alone helps. But yeah, I get it. The mental load. Yeah, the mental. Yes. To quote Eve. The mental load to quote Eve as Adam and Eve. Because I'm sure Eve said to Adam, ugh, this mental load. We should probably have Eve Rodsky back on the show. I don't think she's been on this version of our show. Only the live show, right? So many shows we've had in our lifetime. So I took a very quick trip to Florida with my parents for my cousin's wedding. So that was nice. It came out that my Nana listens to basically every episode. She was like, yes, and Lee and Luna. And I was like, oh my God, you really do listen. So thanks, Nana. Hi, Nana. Thanks, Nana. I better watch my mouth, Nana. You don't want to hear about my vagina. I said, oh, it's not too vulgar for you. She goes, no, I can handle it. Which, if you've ever met my Nana, that doesn't actually make any sense. She does not. That's not tracking. No, it is not tracking. Sorry. She said, I was more vulgar than you are. Oh. I'm sorry, what? Oh. Uh, well, she's listening with a different kind of ear. Yeah, well, I'm not offended at all. I was just, like, taken aback. I was like, wow, I think that's the first time I've heard that. And I almost wear it like a badge of honor, in all honesty. The shits are, I'm sorry to any of our friends listening in Florida, but God damn it, I hate Florida. I just fucking hate 
Florida. (laughs) I know it's a strong opinion. Look, if you're listening to us, I love you. Thank you for listening. We love you. (laughs) Can you leave Florida? (laughs) I just really don't like your state. It's hot as balls. I saw a snake. I mean, fucking Florida is the Australia of the United States with its like (laughs) death animals and politics. Just Florida. And it is so hot. Shitty hot. Like unbearably fucking hot. And it's humid. It's the heat and the humidity. My hair was done really cute for the wedding. By the end of the night, it was just a big old poof. My hair is made for Florida because it just gets curlier and curlier. Oh, yeah. No, mine does not. Mine just like poofs like a ball. And you have to drive everywhere and all the lights take forever and there's always traffic. And I just, no. Guys, once again, Ashley says, get off my lawn. I was born in Florida. I lived there till I was 10 years old. 305. Yeah, Mr. Worldwide, Mr. 305. Like, Pitbull might be the only great thing to come out of that state. And you know what? That's debatable. He's probably not actually bald. He just shaves his head because of the frizz factor. My dad told me, you know, I was asking him about having a shaved head and in Florida. And he goes, you know, the nice thing about having hair is it catches the sweat. And I was like, okay, ew. Um, Yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Florida, man. <laughs> all right, guys. Hot gas, get your pipe and hot gas here, get it, get it. Which do we start with? Let's start with the Johnny Depp trial. Oh boy. Okay, I firstly want to say, do not ask me to tell you what's happening in this trial. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. I know that Amber Heard shit the bed. She literally pooped. Then on the stand she goes, it was not a prank. <laughs> <laughs> Then what was it? Well, I think she was trying to allude to, like, she shit her pants. Because, listen, as somebody who shit my pants a handful of times, sadly, that is a true statement. None of which being on purpose. I wouldn't just leave it there. I wouldn't be like, eh, I gotta go to work now. But also, I heard it was just like when a dog turns, it was just like there. If you shit yourself, it's like smeared in yeah. bed. Yeah, I've never shit myself in a solid form. In like a squat. Yeah, like a perfectly braided turd has never come out of me. Turd emoji just plopping with all the covers off. And then she sliced off his finger. Which recently, the forensic scientist or something came and said that his story does not match up his wound Yeah, I saw that like last night, right? Yeah. Just all I can tell you about these two people, and guys, I did a video on TikTok and it went a little viral, (laughs) which I now just say to irritate Carrie. Oh God. But, like, this really disturbing thing has happened where, like, every time I go on TikTok, people are like, Amber Heard is the worst. And just, like, horribly making fun of Amber Heard. And, like, listen, firstly, in a non-sexist way, she is a crazy bitch, okay? She is truly a crazy-ass bitch. I know you guys are going to come for us. I know that's, like, anti-female. This has nothing to do with her being a woman and me thinking that women are crazy because I am one. This is just a legitimately not well individual. But that being said, neither is he. He is also fucking crazy. They are so toxic. This seemed like such a toxic, unhealthy relationship. They're kind of like a match made in heaven because both of them are horrible. I don't understand people who are getting so much joy out of talking so much shit on Amber Heard and like all of a sudden Johnny Depp is coming out looking like this fucking angel. Firstly, did you not see every fucking movie he's done in the past 10 years? That's not a normal person. The fact that the guy can't just like normally act should be disturbing to people. Is it not? (laughs) 
Like, every time he plays a character, he has to go so fucking over the top. I find him unbearable. And I have found him unbearable for years. Yes. Unbearable. I mean, the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory performance alone. He literally based it off of Michael Jackson. Come on, guys. Listen, I was born in 1978. I remember OG Johnny Depp. Crybaby Johnny Depp. And what a dreamboat. At his handsomest. However, he never gave off... An image of being a good guy. No. Ever. 21 Jump Street, the reason he was such a big deal was because he was like this bad boy, but like heart of gold. Like that was the whole appeal to Johnny Depp. He got Winona Forever changed to Wino Forever. Also, you are not a guy who dresses like you're in a fucking Salvage commercial 24-7. <laughs> that commercial, he is not playing a part. He's playing himself. A fucking older tryhard who has had work done to his face, wears guy liner, paints his fingernails, and puts on a fucking costume every day. And there's nothing wrong with men who wear makeup. It is just so try hard in this instance. He's so vain. He looks like a movie where someone goes back in time, but they're wearing the wrong clothes. And then when they <laughs> jump back to present time, their clothes are mixed up. Steampunk, old timey with yes. new timey. Steampunk. That's kind of the vibe. Also, oh. I saw the pictures of the apartment that they were living in. And I was like, if he decorated this apartment, which I believe he did. I didn't see it. We can tell his mental state. It's just erratic and crazy. Yeah, the walls are like truly plum purple. There's tapestry. It looks like the inside of Nick Cage's mind. I absolutely love Nicolas Cage. I love Nicolas Cage. I find him fascinating. But if some shit came out about Nicolas Cage being super, super toxic in a relationship, at no point would I be like, no. I'd be like, you know what? This tracks. This makes perfect sense. This fucking wackadoo. Of course. Of course he's toxic in a relationship. The guy has a T-Rex head in his house. A skeleton. A real one. I have been to his grave that he has. The pyramid grave. Like, not normal. No. And inside of it is dinosaur DNA. A bunch of swords and crystals are in this sarcophagus. I'm reading Seth Rogen's book, yearbook. Firstly, like, if you like short essays, if you like Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen is very funny. I've really enjoyed the book. I've like been ripping through it in three days. I'm almost done. It's a good summary. It's a great summary but he talks about, I love how this turned into Nicolas Cage, but Mm -hmm. he talks about this time that he met Nicolas Cage. It was for Green Lantern. The studio wanted Nicolas Cage in the Green Lantern movie and when they went to dinner to meet with Nicolas Cage, he was like, what I want is I want to do this as a white Bahamian and they were like, I'm sorry, what? And they're like, no way this guy's going to do an impression. He right away starts doing a white Bahamian impression for them, trying to sell them on why he should be in Green Lantern. And they were like, oh my God. And then he saw that they weren't into it and he was like, all right, I gotta go. Then he tries to do another meeting after Spring Breakers comes out and James Franco played, you know, that white rapper. He wants another meeting with Seth Rogen for some other movie. So they meet at some like barbecue place or something like that. And he goes, listen, did you tell James Franco about how I wanted to play a white Bahamian? Because he did it in Spring Breakers and I think you told him. And Seth Rogen's like, I absolutely didn't tell him even though he did. And he's like, but that character is not Bahamian. He's just like a white rapper. He looks at him and he goes, all right, I got to go. And he just leaves again. <laughs> like, Nicolas Cage is so fucking whacked. How much would you pay? There is no dollar amount. I would pay all of my life savings. No, no, wait, wait, wait. I haven't finished. Okay. Dinner with Jeff Goldblum oh and my God. Nick Cage. 
stage. Oh my God. Well, I told you about the time Jeff Goldblum hit on me. Yes. I feel like if I went to dinner with Jeff Goldblum and Nick Cage, I wouldn't have to drink a bit of alcohol or do any drugs and I would feel like I was drinking But I balls. think you want to. I think you want to in that instance. I think to enhance it, you want to be on a fucking spaceship, riding high, looking over this dinner. Your soul has left your body. Just like being like, yo, I am at dinner with Jeff Goldblum and Nicolas Cage and this is so wild. I don't know what to do. I feel like the evening would end with us naked except for kimonos, drinking cognac, playing Russian roulette. It wouldn't even be sex. It would No, just be Russian like, roulette or sword fighting. Right. Drinking cognac in kimonos. Can I tell the listeners my Jeff Goldblum story? Yes, yes. Okay, so when I worked at Martha, Jeff Goldblum was a guest. And by the way, as a Jewess, I love Jeff Goldblum. I think he is sexy. I think he is fucking eccentric. He's got that big D-E. He has got huge B-D-E, right? So he comes on. I mean, I was in my 20s. This was like Dancing with the Stars height of it. And he starts asking me, do do you like Dancing with the Stars? And I was like, yeah, I do. And he's like, why don't I uh, come over to your house and watch Dancing with the Stars with you? And I said, well... (laughs) You can, but I live with my parents. And he's like, oh, that's great. That's great. So uh, all of us could just sit on the sofa and watch um, Dancing with the Stars. And I was like, yeah, I also just feel like I should mention that my parents are younger than you. So that might be weird. I'm not really sure. And I'm just like laughing and nodding my head also because I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? It never happened, by the way, guys. It never happened. He never came over. I just felt weird about my parents being so much younger than Jeff Goldblum and knowing that he was going to try and sleep with me. My friend had booked a job. I thought it was Law and Order, but I don't know if Jeff Goldblum has ever been on Law and Order. Probably. She had like a, not an under five, but a five plus, but not a lead character right, right, role. Right. She was doing a scene with Jeff Goldblum and he kept hitting on her afterwards and she kept texting me being like, she was engaged at the time. She's like, I don't know. I kind of just like want to go for this. Yes. I'm not married yet. I was like, you should. She did it. I think that's the Jeff Goldblum effect. The whole time you're kind of like, this is very appealing, but also something about it feels weird. It feels like wedding crashers-y. Yeah, it feels mentally unstable. Yes. I've never done acid, but I imagine it feels like what taking acid is like, just like a fucking crazy trip. I feel like it is like all of his Priceline commercials. Yeah, and it just leaves you questioning everything about yourself. Yes. Anyway, yeah, this started with Johnny Depp. That was a wild ride, guys. Thanks for coming along. It was like we were with them. Yeah. So I have been watching clips of the case. The thing is... On TikTok? Because that's where I watch my clips. Yes. (laughs) And also I have consulted some other news sources, like actual, like I have consulted some other news sources about the Johnny Depp Amber Heard <laughs> trial. They're both guilty of doing something. I think they're both probably guilty of abuse. Both of them. Yeah. I think they were in one of those relationships. We've all seen it, I think. Where yes. It's two abusive, crazy people who are like hot and heavy, but then combust. Yeah. And then one of them wants to victim blame the other. I just think that Johnny Depp is a better actor. So I think that Johnny Depp is doing a better job of convincing people in the world and on the stand and the jury that he is innocent because he's a better actor. And I think Amber Heard is not a good actor and is not doing a great job. This is going to piss some people off. Also, Amber Heard, in my opinion, Johnny Depp's team is accusing her of also being like a major alcoholic and drug addict. And like she says, no. Firstly, look at her face. So when I lived in LA, I waited on her and I couldn't place who she was because she was brunette. And you know, that's weird for me. I can place pretty much any celebrity. Mm -hmm. I could not place it. I was waiting 
cheating on her and another girl. And the whole time I was like, literally, heaven opened up and an angel has been sent in front of me. This is the most stunning, beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life. And it was like haunting me that I couldn't figure out who this gorgeous, I mean, you know, like when you see Charlize Theron, even on TV, Mm -hmm. and you're just like, she is so stunningly beautiful. When I met Winona Ryder in real life. Really? That's kind of surprising to me. It was when she was shoplifting. So she was like, not on Stranger Things. It was like in that phase where she was like not really doing much and just shoplifting. Her face looked like it was chiseled out of marble. Yes. And that there was a light inside of her body that was like glowing out of her body. She was the most stunningly beautiful statue of a woman. Yes. It was like real embodiment of having it, you know? Yeah. Can't explain it. You're just like, they stand out in a room of people. Same thing with Patrick Dempsey, believe it or not. I know that's so weird, but also him. I finally placed it. I was like, God, she is gorgeous. And you can tell she is definitely still on fucking drugs. She looks exhausted and worn out. Yeah, like she does not look great. I think if she was peak Amber Heard, she'd have more of a case here. Also, like, listen, I know that she has mental illness. I mean, Johnny Depp does. So does Johnny Depp. They both have mental illness. We are definitely health advocates in the mental health space for sure. And I know that getting on the right medication is not easy. And lots of times people self-medicate using drugs because it gets them the result they want without realizing that it's not doing well. Yeah. In looking at celebrity trials of yesteryear, like let's say a Naomi Campbell, even a Britney or a Mariah Carey, anyone taking anyone into court for anything. Yeah. Usually, even if the trial is long, the celebs get like hair and makeup. Yes. Lindsay Lohan even. And even if they are a hot mess, they really try to like pull it together for the trial. I don't know if it's a tactic, but she is not pulling herself together for the trial. No, she is not. Okay, so there's a woman on TikTok who's basically claiming that Amber Heard is a succubus. And for those of you who don't know, they say Megan Fox, same thing, that she's Mm -hmm. also a succubus. Mm -hmm. It's just like this sucking male energy from people. Yeah, or any energy, just like the people that like suck out your energy. I mean, I think this woman that's talking about this, the way she's presenting it is like very wackadoo, but it's interesting to listen to. Well, the word succubus is kind of wackadoo. She didn't use that. I'm using the abridged version. She was pointing out like at the beginning of the trial, Amber Heard looked better and Johnny Depp looked like shit. And now Johnny Depp is starting to look better and more like his skin is tighter. His face is pulled tighter. There's more like collagen in his skin. And Amber Heard is looking worse and worse. Like she can no longer take in his energy. Mm. Look, you know, that's like very woo woo. I don't even know if I believe that, but I do think it's interesting to hear. I want to say two more points and then I want to get to the Kardashians. Okay. Two things I want to say. One, evidently every article I've ever read about Johnny Depp, someone mentions his smell. Like it's good or bad? Well, I was going to say, has there ever been something more obvious than looking at that man and knowing there's a specific odor about oh, him? Oh, what I would think Johnny Depp smells like is patchouli. That's definitely one of the things people mention. And and like rum. Yeah, like tobacco yes. and like dirty ball jeans. They don't talk about dirty ball jeans, but that's what I was thinking. They talk about tobacco and patchouli. And don't you, can't you just imagine if you looked underneath his fingernails? There's oh like, God, just It's like yellowed. Can I also say that I have notoriously heard from people who have waited on him themselves. He is an above and beyond excellent tipper. He'll leave like a thousand dollar tip. I think that he is an overly nice guy to a 
lot of people. Yes, and very toxic in his own space. Right. And the other thing I just want to say is he's definitely banging his lawyer. His lawyer has got such a lady boner for him. It's uncomfortable. Yeah, I I don't even know what to say, but I really haven't paid too much attention to that. Amber Heard's lawyer also likes Johnny Depp. Like, Amber, get a different lawyer. Uh, that lady's the worst lawyer I've ever seen in my life. The one with the short blonde hair. What yes. a horrible lawyer she is. It's like if Scooby-Doo had a lawyer. It is truly, she is a cartoon character, that woman. She did not know how to use, like, the thing, and Amber had to help her, like, the microphone recording thing. Amber's like, here, let me do it for you. Oh, my God. Yeah, no. All right, Kardashians. The Kardashians. There have been multiple weddings for Courtney Kardashian. The family is clearly sponsored by Dolce & Gabbana. She posted last night, and it was Dolce & Gabbana morning breakfast with, like, the fancy place settings. Yeah. And then her daughter, fully Gabbana. Everybody. The whole family. Everybody yeah. is fully top to bottom Dolce & Gabbana. Chloe, even. It looked like goth. Chola, yeah. Godfather 2. You know, understandably, people are having very strong opinions either way. I mean, here's the thing. He looks like Uncle Fester. He is a fucking caricature of himself also. If I had to pick a man who would relish so truly in being a part of the Kardashian name and storyline and, like, really embrace the limelight, I would have never picked Travis Barker. They seem very very into each other. So I, I could understand that they At love each sexually, other. Yeah. yeah, like they are having a lot of hot sex. But like what happens when that goes away? Because it does eventually like simmer down. Here's the thing. I don't think her kids are happy about it. Every picture they look miserable. Uh, Scott Distick has said that they didn't want to come to the first wedding or whatever. I don't know if I believe a thing Scott Distick says though. I think he's bitter and resentful. Some of the paparazzi pictures, the kids were not happy. But also that's kids. They can just also, be Also they're unhappy. just walking. Yeah, they're just being kids. But we haven't seen them a ton in her pictures. The wedding pictures we have. No, but I mean just in general. It's like, where are her children? No, no, I know. So that's weird because they used to be in her pictures all the time. I mean, I've been watching the Kardashians on Hulu. Have you been watching it? No. Mm -mm. I'm behind a few episodes because it's not like must-watch TV. It's kind of like folding laundry TV. Comparatively, I love watching the Kardashians yeah. and you don't. I don't have an issue with it. It's so fabricated. That time that I watched a whole episode with Kris Jenner doing the tennis sex noises, I was like, this is not giving me Real Housewives of New York. Right. But I wanted to see what Hulu does with it. And I do think it's interesting because they're very much breaking the fourth wall even more than a general mm -hmm. reality show where mm -hmm. they're like talking to production on the show. So I find that part of it really interesting. Courtney's whole storyline thus far has been how much PDA she and Travis do and how upset Scott is in all of this. And like, honestly, fuck Scott. Look, I like Scott Disick as a character on television. He's a terrible husband. Horrible partner. The man was with her for years and years. Couldn't get his shit together. Classic man. After he loses her, all he wants is her. That's not love. No. That's not what you do when you love somebody. He just lost control. He lost power. And that's what he's upset about. So really, I take anything that Scott Disick says with a grain of salt. Yep. It's not genuine. You know, and I also think kids are kids. What bothers me the most about this whole thing is how Courtney seems to have like fully given up on her former identity and just like gone so balls deep. Yes. Firstly, there's something wrong with that, right? Like that's not a normal thing to all of a sudden just be like, well, I, I'm goth now. Like who yeah. does that at 40? That's something you do in high school. It's 
it's also not a good look for her. We all have friends like that. I have a friend that similarly, every time she's with a guy, changes. Yes. This look is not the best look for her. Goth Courtney is not great. No, it is not great. And I liked her before. I thought she was kind of pretty before. Uh, yeah, I feel mixed. Like the pictures they're putting out, not the paparazzi photos, like the edited pictures that are coming out of the wedding. I think it is stylized beautifully. That veil with Mary Magdalene on it, I think is absolutely stunning. I am a whore for the Dolce & Gabbana bustier dress. My dream is to have it in leopard print. It's pushed up. Your titties are giving life. Thin spaghetti strap. Every curve is hugged. That is my dream dress in a leopard or a black. It's giving you 90s Miami. Yes. Very like 90s supermodel. I love that vibe. But firstly, we have entered a weird, weird place in marketing. I am fascinated by this whole idea that marketing has gone so far that they completely sold their whole wedding. This was a deal that encapsulated the whole family, including his side. Everyone has outfits sent to them. I'm wondering if they even had to do anything for the wedding. If Dolce & Gabbana was just like, we're doing this whole wedding, you just show up. I loved the priest or whoever was doing it with that umbrella with the tassels. Yeah, I want that umbrella with the tassels. And it's beautiful, right? Like I look at a magazine and I'll see an ad like that and be like, oh my God, can you imagine how stylized and beautiful your life would be? Yeah, like gorgeous. But then to like live it in real life and I feel like that's what we're getting that experience through paparazzi photos. Yeah. It's very meta. It is a weird world to be in. I don't even know how I feel about it. I'm kind of here for it. I'm kind of not. But I think it's like really clever too. And the Kim Ye divorce sponsored by Balenciaga. Right. Who negotiates these deals? Are like their managers calling? Can we get sponsored by Dollar Tree? Yeah, we need a manager to negotiate a Dollar Tree contract. (laughs) All we wear are like horrible Dollar Tree themed socks that break (laughs) after one wear because your toenails gets through it. All our makeup is like expired. Nicks, Wet n Wild. We do MTV Cribs and they come (laughs) over and we just like show them our closet of budget cookies, our pantry of budget cookies and (laughs) chips. Oh my God, a packet of one single serving of tuna. Like, oh my God. (laughs) We need to negotiate that deal. I don't think we are too Christian America for it. I I think we got to find something like more our speed. I don't know what that is, but God, you know what? We need a Dollar Tree sponsorship like that. Stu Leonard's? Yes, where there's fucking cows in the the supermarket. Oh my God. That was the funniest thing I think you've ever said. I was like, what's our budget? Who would sponsor us? We're not even good enough for Target. Maybe Dollar Tree. Tractor supply. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's not the right brand. God, what is it? One day we're going to find it. It's like something feminine, but also budget. I don't know. Like Bed Bath & Beyond. No, that's too bougie. No, not even. Old Navy's too bougie. That's why I was like, Dollar Tree really hits in a different kind of way. Yeah, Dollar Tree does hit in a different... God, that's so funny. That was so good, Carrie. I love that. So step one, anyone who's a manager or a agent out there... Somebody like a brand reach out person? Yeah, reach out. Do the right thing. Reach out and uh, make us a deal with somebody like Dollar Tree. We'll, We'll have a fake momtourage wedding, a Dollar Tree spot. Oh my God. Just live, laugh, love signs everywhere. I would make us dresses from all the fake flowers. Uh, a toilet paper dress so made good. out of angel soft. Just like first and fourth birthday things. I'm excited about this. I, I think the saddest word is how in detail we can get with the <laughs> brands from Dollar Tree. Like you and I know exactly what brands they sell at Dollar Tree. You know you've hit it good if they have actual Hot Pocket brand in the freezer. 
You know what I mean? Like, that's a good day. Usually it's like America's choice or whatever. We get like four Mylar balloons. Who knows what's on them? Who knows? It's fine. And then we'll just wear no-name flip-flops because they always have those. Always no-name flip-flops. Or like some brown Spanish grandma shower shoes. And somehow this deal will like make all those like crafting influencers. It'll turn into a little like contest of who can make the best floral arrangement from Dollar Tree. Oh, I love this. This would be so much fun. Guys, whoever's in a television who listens to this, we're ready to do this for you. Just we'll sign the paper. We are so twisted. I love it. (laughs) All right, guys. Uh, Should we do hashtag swag bag? Yeah. Hashtag swag bag. All right, hashtag swag bag. Look, we got another package and we're into it. We got a package of all these candies called tamalitos. They're exotic. They are exotic. They're by Sugar Rocks. Well, they're inspired by Mexico. It's like the old school ribbon candies, you know, that are like Mm -hmm. white and have the stripe in it. But it's filled with this like chili, lime, salt seasoning. Speaking of Spanish grandma in her brown shower shoes. Yeah, the brown shower (laughs) shoes. You're being very on point descriptive today. I'm very Thank impressed you. by it. Improv is about specificity. Yeah, teaching children Shakespeare has really gotten your creative juices flowing. Thank you. Basically, like anyone who's been to LA and has bought a bag of fruit off the side of the road that has tahini on it, which I did all the time because it was like my favorite snack. It's basically candy based off of that. So the flavors are like watermelon, cherry, peach, there's a cucumber, there's there's uh, mango. I really like the mango. And cucumber is the one I was like, like the candy part that tastes like cucumber was weird. And then once the chili lime salt came out, I was like, oh shit, this is good. It's really, really good. They use all natural flavors. Apparently there's 10 different flavors of them. They're available on Amazon and Walmart across the country and Michael's, which I think is strange, but they're $3.99 and they're really good. Like I wouldn't keep this as like my candy I have in my house all the time but like as a special treat or like let's say you're baking like a welcome basket for somebody or even like wedding stuff it's a very good gift or like a takeaway item and it's super cute the packaging is cute the packaging is so pretty like a baby shower or send it to a friend who's having a bad day because it's inexpensive it's so thoughtful it's so interesting and it feels artisanal you know even though it's $3.99 it feels artisanal because of the packaging because it's a handmade candy, because of the different flavor. So like whatever that instance is, like a hostess gift or something where you need a little gift like that. I told my dad, because, you know, they're redoing the store and stuff. I was like, maybe this is something you consider carrying. It feels special and bougie and it tastes good. It's not like a Reese's peanut butter cup where you can eat that anytime, you know? You know what I want to do? I want to do some mixology where you put it in the bottom of a cocktail and it slowly dissolves. Oh, all right, do it. All right, I'll let you know. I mean, I'll, I'll get in on it with you. You know, I'm yeah. into anything like that. Because then it would lightly flavor it. It would make it a little sweeter. Yeah, that's good. Check out Tamalitos. You can buy them on Amazon. We have a link to Amazon in our show notes. And uh, actually, let us know what you think. Because I think they're like pretty fucking cool. Sebastian was like super yeah, give into us some them. good pairings. It would be good with like a hard, very salty cheese. Oh, you getting cray cray now. Oh, listen, I'm so creative because I'm a teaching artist. <laughs> 
Well, you know what, Carrie? I went viral. I was just going to say, you went viral. I'm a teaching <laughs> artist. Also, side note, guys, kids are crazy. They sure They're are. so tired. They keep falling asleep in class. I have to wake them up. Oh, wow. I didn't do that till college. I know. I'm like, it's the technology. Mm. Because think about how many hours you spend up longer because you got in a K-hole of some sort of Instagram yeah. or TikTok. Yeah, I have to turn it off at some point because I'm like, ooh, it's nine o'clock. It's bedtime. <laughs> yes. When you said you were going to bed at nine o'clock, I was like, blessings. Always. All right, guys. Once again, what a wild, wacky ride. Thanks for riding us both in a sort of- Non-sexual way? In an aural three-way. Not oral, but aural. Why do you hearing. have to make things so weird? Aural three-way. Yeah. Because you're an eccentric teaching artist now. That's right. We love you guys. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. Okay, that's our show today, folks. Thank you so much for giving us a listen. Please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe or follow. We are out here on our own, and these things really, really matter. We want to hear from you. Tell us what you want to hear. Email us at hello at momtouragepodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, all at Momtourage Podcast to hang out with us all week long. We are here for you. You are not alone. We got you. So go ahead, girl. Know this posse is behind you and go slay. Momtourage is a Cafe Mom podcast written and produced by Ashley Herring-Smith and Carrie Sotero. Recorded and mixed by Lee Mars. Our theme song, MILF, is by the band Mama Drama. You can find them on Instagram at mamadramaband or mamadramaband.com. 